What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectrum Mode Podcast. I am your host, Keith Mitchell. And at the bottom of there is Rob. What's up? And Matt is getting ready. Mm-hmm. He's got he went and got his drink. So before we start, I want to say, hey, I apologize. The show is supposed to happen yesterday, but I guess I pissed off somebody because my voice and my entire body decided <laughs> it wanted to shut down. So as you can tell, I'm still a little hoarse. I have a little problem speaking out. So you may hear less of me on the show. Hopefully, we'll see what happens here. Hopefully, I don't lose my voice throughout the show because that would kind of suck. But show must go on, and we are here today. We have a couple topics we do want to talk about. And um, this is the second time that Matt's been on the show. Yeah, two weeks in a row. I'm living two the dream. Two weeks in a row, man. That's good to yeah. see. All right, so let's jump right into it, folks. Um, as we always start, we start with what games we've been playing this week. I'm going to go first because mine's pretty short. Um, other than being sick... I've actually been playing nothing but Monster Hunter World Iceborne on PC. It finally came out on the PC this was it Thursday? Thursday or Friday, I don't remember. Because the rest of the week I've been doing nothing but working. And I've been playing it nonstop outside of when I was stuck in the bed. So I've got about a good 10 hours, a couple hours uh, Friday, a couple hours last night. And I've, I've been on it for about six hours today. And most of you know I'm a big fan of the series. I love Monster Hunter. I'm glad the world came out on the PC not too long ago. And I've got about 200-something hours in that game, and I can see myself getting another 200-plus hours in Iceborne. I'm loving the the, uh, the claw. Claw attacks are great. It, it lets you close the distance between monsters a lot faster than it was before when you had to run after them, so I'm really loving that. Switched up from the sword and shield and the bow to the switch axe. I should have did that before. That is a great freaking weapon. Loving that so far. But yeah, Monster Hunter World Iceborne is a lot of fun. If you've not played on PC or Xbox or PlayStation 4, definitely check it out. Especially if you like those kind of games. You'll love that. Other than that, that's been it. Nothing. I've been too busy dying, unfortunately. <laughs> Matt, what about you, man? I've been playing. Uh, if you follow, you know me on Steam, I'm playing Hades, a little Wargroove, and on the PS4. Um, not Devil May Cry 5 yet, but I have been playing a lot of Torchlight 2 with my little brother. It's fun to play. It's it's just action, 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 hack and slash loot games are always a good game to play. Just as long as the game loop keeps happening, the loop is just just fun. But uh, Hades is my jam, is is my new jam. I'm playing it like crazy, and I've been picking up Wargroove a lot. This is a new DLC coming soon, but I'm very excited for that. But most definitely, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. I thought it came out. Maybe it's coming out later. Maybe which is for press. But I saw that. Yeah, I believe if I could check my Steam library right now because I am living the dream. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. I love how I love the Steam homepage. All the games you play recently just update. Yeah, the Wargroove DLC comes out February six. It's free. Okay, so it's some time. You know, I have that in my catalog. It's one of my back, 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 backlog games that I've yet to play. Mm, I should probably play it. You know what? No, not yet. Not yet. If I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I got my backlog is ridiculous. Steam is notorious for having backlogs. That's all I, I got to say. Steam is like, hey, there's this game on sale. You want it? You know you want it. You know you want it. You buy it. And it's like, and then you just get it. And it's like, there's another game I'm not going to play. Good job. Hey, man. Yeah. How could you resist it? A game is a, a $40 game is, is now ten five to $10 in less than three months. I've been preaching the glory that has been PC gaming for years. 
I'm glad people are finally seeing that. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Uh, me, it's been Destiny 2 a lot. I'm, I'm back in the groove with that. And um, I've been doing a little bit of Life is Strange 2 because I think I committed to a review for that a while back. But uh, I've been busy. Um, but I'm hopping into that and I'm enjoying it so far. And so I'm hopefully going to finish that by the end of the week. But, and that game finished too. It yeah, it, it finished. Uh, final episode came out like right before the holidays. I think it was like December twelfth or like the seventh ish, something like that. So um, that's episode three. Episode five. Yeah, five. so it's five episodes wow. in the season. Yep. I played yeah. up to episode three, then I stopped because I was like I want to wait for the rest of the game to come out. So you're doing a review, so I'm not committed to that, but I will have to check yeah. out the game. Finish playing. Um, I can't commit to those type of games anymore because I had a ba- I have a bad relationship with uh, Telltale, how they hurt me. So I can never play any episode. There's very uh, few episodic. There's very few episodic point click adventure games I would play. But wait, 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 wait. Does that mean you're not going to play Final Fantasy VII remake now? Ah, <sighs> uh, see that side. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I I don't trust Square Enix anymore. People, I got Square Enix too many times. <laughs> Like, come on! I mean, Kingdom Hearts three already broke. It already broke me as a human being, so it's over. You should have knew better about that. It's Kingdom Hearts All three. Fairness. Hey, man, I waited. I waited my whole adult life for this. I thought they would finally deliver, but the only thing they just shift me with a knife in my belly. You should have knew better. I mean, there, there has never been a single Kingdom Hearts game. It's Kingdom Hearts one, then two, then one point five, and the two point five, and the countless mobile games, and let's throw this game in the middle of it as well. Let's not get to three yet. Oh, we finally got three. Now that screw people over by not giving them an actual ending. But we'll give them an ending in DLC, which you guys told me about before. So it's like, hmm. Only reason I have Kingdom Hearts 3, the only reason I have Kingdom Hearts 3 is because Redbox is going out of business for or gaming, and I picked it up for $20. Nice. Figured there my kids go. would play it. Yeah. I'm not going to play it. Oh, you don't want to jump in and get the whole no. bundle on PS4? <laughs> no, no, I'm oh, good. Man. I'm 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 safe. I'm good. I don't want it. I'm fine. Oh, oh man. Well, if only you could only have to play uh, Kingdom Hearts two because that game's the best and it's a lot of fun. But hey, no, you, no, don't no, have, no, you don't no, have no, to no, play no. the series. Actually, Kingdom Hearts two is not the best. The best part of Kingdom Hearts two is the first two hours that we play Roxas and then you're like, all right, oh, okay, that yeah, sure, yeah. Be, come on, be, be honest with me, because after that swerve, why am I here? You're just reliving your adventure. They tell you the same story as one with better graphics. The engine is better. The combat's better. But I got gypped to the same story. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but boy. the combat's better. It's more fun. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Kingdom Hearts. Exactly. You guys are just ex- basically explaining the reasons why I skipped it. Yeah. I skipped it. You're probably I, remember pl- I played it once when I was younger, and I was like, what is this? This is a role-playing game on a PlayStation with Disney stuff. What? No, I'm done. Out yeah, it's, next. I mean, next. you could you could be getting heavy, getting ready for that. You know, Pillars of Eternity two Deadfire for the console. I mean, you could probably play it for PC. But that game is too I hard already hard. played for the PC. It's too hard. I, I consider that game. If you think RPGs are easy, play that. There is barely any tutorial. You're going to get wrecked. You have to use YouTube to learn this game. But that's why I love that game so much. The series because they take you back to the old school RPGs of uh, Nar. Um, man, yeah. Neverwinter Nights and uh, things of that nature. Baldur's yeah. Gate. I love those. True. So that's why I love this. And those are the ones that didn't hold your hand. It was like, welcome to the world. Good luck. Bye. Here, here are stats points. You have no explanation what they do. 
But no, I honestly I prefer the other aspect of it, like a Divinity series. Divinity two since great. Divinity does it better because it's a little more action based and it's it's less it's brutal. It's still brutal, but it's not like you're you don't know crap. You they'll let you know some things, you know. Plus, it has a better story in my opinion. But all right, so let's go ahead and um, first let me timestamp this. Let's go ahead and talk about the first topic, which is. A couple weeks ago, before we went on break, we talked about how PlayStation stated that when the PlayStation 5 comes out, they're going to have PlayStation 5-only games. And that's it, right? Yeah. Now, okay, before I go into that, and that pissed off a lot of people. People were like, hey, we don't want to see this. We want cross-gen on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. We want you to keep the user base there. Now, Microsoft came out and said, you know what? That makes sense. We're going to give you Xbox One games for both the Xbox Series X and also for the Xbox One and also for the Xbox S. Now, there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter or Reddit or Reset, Reset Error and a couple other big forums on the internet about people saying, you know, that's not the way to go. And to be honest, I'm a little conflicted on this because I have my own opinions about this, but I'm also, I want to consider myself a power user. You know, I, I'm not a casual, I'm more of a hardcore gamer. I'm, I'm more aligned in the technology space. A lot, I know a lot more what I'm doing. I built my own machines, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to go last on this take. I want Rob or Matt to take this one first, mainly because I'm starting to lose my voice again. So I'm going to drink some more water real quick. So go ahead, take it away. You want to rock every scissor for it, Rob? Uh, I, sh- I shoot rock. There you you shoot rock? Oh, you're, not, you're not even going to like one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, one, two, three. Oh, okay. Um, oh, no, I, I lost. I lost. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How could this ever happen? That's... All right, so my, my take You're right. on this. You're right. You're right. It is called Xbox 8. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But go ahead, man. My my take on it is, is I'm trying to think of it properly. It's like backwards compatibility is nice because the from a consumer standpoint, from my standpoint, I am put X amount of money and, to- money and time into this console. And the fact is that when it gets deleted or outdated or outmodded, it's just gone. And then I have to wait till someday that the newer console make a remake of my game, sell it at a cheaper price so I can relive that game in my library. People do not co- – like a bunch of retro game YouTubers or retro collectors may put that belief in your head that people always hold a console. No, they don't. People live in finite space and have finite things. If I was able to transfer all of my games into a cloud space and re-download them into the PS5 or re-download them in some capacity where I can enjoy them in forever, then yes, that is the future. Unless you have a computer. But I have a console, so that's not happening. The PS5 exclusive announcement, though it may be true and most likely be what Sony might lean to, people don't want to hear that because, again, it hurts their feelings. Because they, I put, look, blam! I put $200 in this bad boy and I got nothing out of it. Bam! It hurts $200? Just $200? It's an like five or six, seven. Come on, let's eight. be realistic. We it's got some five. people out there that are like a thousand dollars, right? More or less. Let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah, and and it hurts because again, you you know you subscribe to the you know subscribe to the PlayStation Network, uh, PSN Plus, and you can't get access to everything. For example, um, I I was a Vita owner. All Vita is dead. I get no more PSN Plus. I had to download my things. That's outmoded. I still enjoy it, but it still hurts me inside knowing that every other month a PSN Plus comes out. There's no new games. So there's a new plus, you yeah. know, Vita. So it, it's that it's that feeling. Yeah, I know. I got my my white ones over there. I will rush out and get it for you if you want to see it. Um, Vita should have won. Vita down with the 3ds. No, there's 
Nintendo will be Nintendo. You can't <laughs> you can't compete with Nintendo. They can squeeze blood from the stone for their own fan base. That's what they're good at. And um, it just hurts in that capacity. So a lot of PS users can feel hurt by it. Microsoft doing it. Oh, we'll be back compatible. It's like, can they? And the thing is, could they handle their processing? Could they handle that level of data storage? Will they be charged? Like, for example, if they have backwards compatibility, and let's just say the, the Xbox One S Kajillion X Maverick Hunter Command Condition has, let's say, oh boy, let me think of a good number, uh, 20 terabyte hard drive when you buy it, right? Is that a good number, 20 terabyte for a console? For a brand new console? That is ridiculously That's a lot, a lot. 20 yeah. terabyte? <laughs> 20, let's say they sell that's, that's, a, that's a jumbo package. That's a NAS. A, that is a network attached storage. That is a NAS. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's just, okay, let's lower it down. Let's say they get to six, because I know the PS I, has. I that's doubt still a lot. We're getting one. We're getting <laughs> one terabyte. I one terabyte, which is, I think it's pretty terrible. You get one terabyte. How is the users who already own the Microsoft, who are loyalists to the system, et cetera, move their move their games over to that, especially where they have got to have Xbox new games? So they're going to have to sell have a cloud storage. And now my opinion of this is what Microsoft might do is charge you for the cloud storage. Can you see that as a possible future? They have Microsoft gold storage which you pay for unlimited storage oh god don't say that it's a possibility i'm not trying to be like the negative nancy i'm trying to see in a reasonable world if all these users who use microsoft move to the new system how can they be backwards compatibility and maintain all their safe state and all their game data and play the new at the same time either they make a sacrificing choice or they go to the cloud storage, which Microsoft probably has, and it probably and it's a possibility they'll charge you for it. There's probably a limit they'll give you, like they'll give you maybe 500 megabytes free, but then after you know, or you know, whatever, and then after that they charge you. So that's let's get I'm off saying. this. But let's get off the storage part. Let's talk. Just talk about the people like you talked about people that are invested already in Xbox One and Xbox S, and they're looking at going towards to the next Xbox, right? And I've, the plan, right? And the thing is that what would happen is uh, another horrible case scenario. You guys play Skyrim, right? Everyone loves Skyrim. People still playing Skyrim to this day. People still buy Skyrim to this day. Exactly. It's that good. So could you imagine that these people buy the new console just to play their old games and don't touch any new products? That's a possibility, and I don't think Microsoft will be happy with that. I mean, I'm not saying a large percentage, but in a hardcore, dedicated base... There will be a subset, let's say for 30%. Because Keith used to play fighting games. You know there's always some guys who's always going to play Super Turbo to the day they die. There's some oh, guys they're still play. there. Oh, hell they're yeah. still there. Yeah. So they could be Street Fighter 27. They'll still be down there playing Super Turbo. And that is what I think could also be a problem for the Microsoft Factory. Because they want people to buy the new console hardware and buy the new software. That, that's what I'm looking at. It. From, this is that's my perspective. I don't, yeah. as much as I don't like the idea of Sony saying that, I can see them being. Come on, I need to make money here. But I am. I would be for. I guess I would forever hurt because I love my PS4. I put money into blah blah blah, and I can't use it at PS5, which is always a problem. Every console transition. Mm. To me, it presents an option for people who are, you know, like you said, like the core people who who want to play Turbo and are just straight up like, oh, I have to get the new console, but I want to play my old games. There are definitely like. People oh, out yeah. there who want to do that, and it gives them an option, and I think that's great. I feel like 
the majority of folks who are going to go out there who, let's say, just uh, the generic person who goes on, gets the Johnny Call Thomas. of Duty game, yeah, yeah, buys the Call of Duty game every year, wants to play it on whatever system they get. You know, um, if there's uh, one or two games that they particularly like, but they're not going to miss if they're unable to play it on their new console, I feel like it's just an option for them, you know, because it's not really what they're going to be buying the new console for anyway, if they're just kind of expecting like the, you know, the next shooter experience the next sports game experience or what have you like that's kind of what they're in for i think um it's not the the biggest deal in in terms of like people who are going to jump in on their playstation or whatever who are just kind of playing like the the annual games the stuff that comes out all the time that that people are used to like it won't be a big deal for them um but the fact that xbox is at least giving you the option to do that like it's it kind of goes back to when they first brought out the backwards compatibility thing with the Xbox one, obviously back then Mm -hmm. it was a bigger deal just because, you know, it was the first time that it had happened for modern consoles. Like people were so psyched for it because it was, they were so fully expecting this whole console generation to just be like, okay, it's just new games. I'm going to have to keep my old console if I ever want to go back. And like they started the trend and then, you know, PS now started putting stuff on there right after. And, you know, like, there were remasters too, but they were here and there. It was stuff. We still that came never out got our, of... our Capcom versus SNK. We were no, robbed. Yeah, yeah. Robbed. Uh, robbed. Just, just get the just yeah. get the arcade perfect um, ROM. That's, that's the best way to play it. Yeah, but yeah, I see you calling Rob. I I just personally think that the the consumer nowadays, at least the video game consumer, has so many options how to play the games they want to play. Because now I feel we're more in charge of what we want to do. Like for example, there are tons of people who only play RPGs and they live the rest of their lives. They're they're the shooter heads. Like. Even though I do agree, and I don't like annual games as much, particularly like the Assassin's Creed's or the Call of Duties or the sports games, there are people who play them, and that's fine. They are a market for them. Are they as mainstream as they were five, ten years ago? No, no. I don't think everyone's jumping out their mind to get the new Madden or to get the next NBA 2K, regardless of how those good games are. Or the so, next WWE 2K. Next, yeah, the next WWE. <laughs> yeah, but don't sell I, that anymore. Stop. Just yeah, stop. Yeah, they yeah, should really stop. But <laughs> I do terrible. feel that there are people who are dedicated to franchises or particular companies, for example. Like, Keith and I love Supergiant games. They, 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 even Like I said, you haven't played Hades yet. It is not a fully complete game, but it's still the best out of other games that are fully complete, which is a, a statement of itself. They can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that, that's the way. So there are people who follow that mentality like that. For example, I love uh, Borderlands. I love Gearbox in some aspects. So Borderlands game I'm going to buy... Even though I do feel slightly cheated that I paid fifty dollars for, you know, I paid, I got the edition, I got the game pass, and their DLC roadmap or whatever you want to call it is slow as crap. It is slow. I have, I've got one DLC from that pass as Mox, uh, Moxie's takedown of the casino, and I'm still waiting for another one. And that DLC wasn't relatively bad or whatever. But it's like, uh, uh, you know. So basically, there's people who have, who have that mentality, just follow this and that's it. So I think the gaming market is much more divergence. And I don't. I think that if Microsoft is going to go this path of backwards compatibility, they better be aware of who they're appealing to. Because by admitting to this, you're pretty much going to put support for a bunch of older games whose servers who you're going to have to maintain if if they are yours exclusively, like Halo. Yeah. Is yeah. it my turn? Are you still going? Not yet. Go ahead. Get go your for it. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm probably. The one who's, I don't want to say I'm against this. Well, you know what? Let me just shut up and just start from the beginning. Okay. I like Microsoft's strategy. I like how they're losing this generation. They've lost it. Okay. They've lost this generation. 
They know going into the next generation, they need to hedge all their bets. They know Xbox Series X is going to appeal to the hardcore gamers. They know that it's going to appeal to people who like gra- who like graphics, heavy visuals, want that nice 4K, want that 60 frames per second. They know this. At the same time, they laid the groundwork E3 last year with the backwards compatibility with games, all their first party games coming to the PC. And they that was the first sign of them hedging their bets. Fast forward to today. Hey, we're going to bring out our games on, on all our platforms, which means you have an Xbox One S, you can play it. If you have an Xbox One X, you can play it. If you want an Xbox Series X, you can play it. You don't want that, but you have a great PC, get on the PC. On top of that, you have Game Pass. Oh, I didn't forget Game Pass. Trust me, I didn't forget that. You have Game Pass, which I have. I'm pretty sure everybody here has Game Pass. You know, I, yep. game, okay, I, I, Matt doesn't have it. <laughs> game Pass Ultimate, where I can play my Xbox games on my Xbox and also my PC. It is easily one of the best innovations, despite what Matt thinks. And I know Matt has a problem with subscription services. We talked about that last week <laughs> on I the market right now. Yeah, I and personally, I don't own an Xbox, so which is why Game Pass well, Ultimate me. will be awesome for you <laughs> because you can play those. You got your buddy's house and play Xbox where you can play on your PC, but we're not going there right now. So <laughs> Microsoft already laid the groundwork. Now they're coming out and saying, hey, if you own any of our platforms or PC, you can still play our first party games. Who the hell doesn't want to hear that? That is great freaking news. Hey, I got hey, mom and dad, you buy a new Xbox game, new Xbox One S or Xbox Series X? We can't afford it. But we can get you this game because you can still play it on your old console. Okay, I guess that works for now. You know, yes, it's going to require a lot more work for the developers, but that's where scalability comes from. And what I mean by that is Halo Infinite. We'll use that. In the past, when you had cross-generation games, you had one or more teams working on these games, and one team will work on Xbox Xbox Series X version. Another another team will work on the Xbox One S version. That way. That use completely different assets, and they try to keep the game as similar as possible. With the games being developed for the most powerful platform first, it trickles down. So say this system doesn't run with anti-aliasing very good, or this one can't run that 60 frames per second, or this one can't run with high-definition assets. Great. We can scale back this feature. We can scale back this functionality. But it's still the same base product. That means this system can use it, this system can use it, and this system can use it. That is smart thinking on Microsoft's part. Mm. If you go back to where Sony is going, Sony is basically saying, you know what? We don't want to do this. We don't have the architecture in place. We don't have the roadmap in place. We only want to sell PlayStation 5s. Is that wrong? No, because at the end of the day, Sony is not your friend. Microsoft is not your friend. They're businesses, and they're here to sell a product. What we need to understand is what's best for us. And I'm going to be ignorant right here. Not the idiots on the internet complaining that PlayStation is the best console for me. They have all the exclusive. Great. If you like PlayStation exclusives, get a PlayStation. Nobody's twisting your arm and telling you not to buy a PlayStation. If you like Xbox, you like Halo, you like Forza, you like everything Microsoft gives you, you like Game Pass, you like Xbox Live, get an Xbox. Fine. If you like them both, get them both. But each company is going to have their own strategy. It just so happens that Sony's strategy is to sell more PlayStation 5s. Microsoft's is to sell more software. 
Exactly. And today, that's what it is. No, exactly. And that, that's the big di- – yeah, you, you beat me to it. That's exactly the big difference between the two. The problem, though, is that the idea to sell more software for for Microsoft is very contingent on the strength of their software recognizably, and they're going to need much more, again, marketing power, which, as I may have mentioned last episode, their marketing is not as strong as they should be compared to everyone else. Like, I know more about indie development games that come out and I'm not on indie Twitter as much more than at Microsoft's latest projects. Yeah, no, it's it's true, and like y- it makes you wonder a lot because a lot of their big ticket games and stuff, like your Gears of Wars, your Halos, your um, you know, even like Hellblade now is, is suddenly becoming this uh, quote unquote indie game that has now become like this this AAA. Like it's gonna come out with the console, you know, like it's okay. or at least later on. But still, it's just like. It's gotten to the point now where it's like, you know, what does Xbox have other than like the big tickets items that you can come up with right away, like off the top of your head? Like there's real quick, Forza. Real quick, real quick, well, real quick, Rob. Sorry. Yeah. Can't tell. No, you're exactly correct. Game Pass is the reason why Microsoft has come so far right now. And I said that before. Game Pass was born out of desperation, which has turned into an amazing product for Microsoft. I'm sorry, Rob. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. It's it's just you know, um, if Microsoft is going to focus on the software aspect of it, then then yeah, I mean, other than Game Pass, if we were to take Game Pass out of the equation, like you know, they're they're kind of few and far between when you compare them to PlayStation and you compare to the exclusives that they have, and not only that, but the marketing power that that PlayStation now has that they've been pumping all this you know budget into it, it it's like it, it's hard to compare gears of war last year was just like they had like this e3 competitive showcase and they did a lot of like commercial blasts and stuff and you know like i get it if you want to play gears of war you're going to be there if you're an xbox player you're probably going to be there um you know if if you're on playstation but if you have a pc like are you going to be there i asked that same question myself i have game pass i still haven't played gears of war 5 yet I yeah. just I, I have no haven't played it yet. Oh. I, have, I have no want or desire for it. The last one I played was Gears of War three, and that's that something like yeah, that's something like broke your heart. It's like, uh... Yeah, and and like I liked it. Don't get me wrong. I just I but I've fallen off with it. I don't know if I want to go back. And it's just like you know, I I have a PlayStation, I have a PC, I have every opportunity to get there. I just you know, and. Maybe it's a, it's an issue with the IP itself, or if it's just an issue with the marketing or or what have you. I just you know, um, I feel like. I may not be the only one who feels that, you know, and it's just like oh, no, it's a struggle the, I'm, to, I'm, to hop in I'm, there. I'm the same. I um after Gears of War three because I I hated that story. Thanks, Karen Travitz. Um, that story was pretty bad for at least for a Gears game. And I heard Judgment was a lot better fun. No, had, no, 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 no. We do not talk about Judgment. No, 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 no. <laughs> so Judgment was really as ouch, bad as ouch. oh god, oh god. Yes, I heard dude, it was, no, 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 no. So okay, no, skip no, no. that. So then you got. See, that's oh, part of the problem right there. If you didn't like it that much, it's like so vehemently bad. Then, like, I don't know, man. It, it still kind of comes into the whole like the IP issue, exactly. Like, you know. Exactly, and that in Gears as a multiplayer experience and a competitor, it's very boring because ninety percent of the time it's just a power gun and shotgun. All the other guns have no other compatibility with it. So I can see not much has changed. <laughs> not much. No. It, 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 it depends. Everybody has their own opinions of Gears World, but that's that's not that's not keep it focused on Gears. But right, that's, yeah. the thing, that's the thing about some of Microsoft's IPs, like they. Etc. Like this Hellblade sounds interesting. It sounds like an action slasher game I would play. But Tell Me Cry Five exists, so <laughs> it, it's it, that's the way I feel about Microsoft. Microsoft has some ideas of IPs, but their marketing is weak, and a lot of the older IPs are kind of stagnant. 
like Rob, yourself, you would love to get back to Gears 5, but there's nothing mechanically has changed about it. It's like I'm walking into getting the same turkey sandwich I got five years ago. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I think I like I saw some story trailers and stuff. It seems interesting. I definitely feel out of the loop because of it, but at the same time, it's not enough to drag me back in. You know, exactly. I just don't feel like I'm I'm driven to the point where oh man, I'm kind of curious what these new characters are like, or what's the story look like now that it's like you know the characters from the past three games that like main trilogy, quote unquote. You know, where are they now, and like what am I going to get out of this new game? How different right. is it going to be? You know, and my thing. I'll defend game- Gears though. Gears Five wasn't that bad. It could have been better. It could have been, been better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say it was a bad game, or I'm not going to think it was a bad game. I just it was it wasn't enough to bring me back. You know? Just the end. Just at the very end, it really put a dagger in your heart. It's like, oh man, why did you really do that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the thing I want to also point out is like another reason why they're focusing more on software is because, as you guys both mentioned, the Game Pass success. As success of the Game Pass, it is what we mentioned last episode, a subscription model. Why would I have to make I do I want to keep as much users on my subscription model as possible so I will not change my heart I will not change my hardware compatibility. I need you to stay with me to pay for it. Because that is my draw. I don't think it. It's more than just a subscription. I think. I mean, how much is your tank? It's subscription. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. But even if you don't have a subscription, you still have access to the games. My thing was going back many, many years ago. I said, you know, I would love to have one box where I can play all my games on. And Microsoft right now is closest to that to that realization. Yes, we don't have the PlayStation games outside of subscription service because I can say that if I had if Sony decided to put all their stuff on PlayStation now, which I don't think they're going to do, but we have the Microsoft. So we have basically Xbox 360, Xbox one, and soon to be Xbox Series X games. Right. Playable across all the platforms. Right. And the one thing I just want to point out too, is like, that's, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to maintain all of those users who are paying for this service we're paying for it, and the best way to just maintain compatibility, which is again hedging their bets, which I think is smart from a business standpoint. But it only it doesn't it does not crescendo, it does not increase, it only plateaus. It just keeps a constant cadence of maturity. Exactly. So and that's something to... I wanted to point out as well. Yes, because at some point it will not be sustainable. There's going to get to a point where, hey, look, we did as much as we could, but Halo Infinite Two looks like ass on Xbox One S. We shouldn't point it over anymore. We need to stop. And at this point, it says, hey, if you want to play this game now, then you're going to have to move it over to the Xbox Series X or Xbox games with PC or our next console. There is going to be a point where it is not sustainable. And they stated, Matt Booty stated that they're going to do this for the first two years of the next generation of Xbox. And once this happens, they'll move away, which, again, it makes a lot of sense. Right. You got two years to move up. And if you can't do it within two years, you will be left behind. Yeah. Okay. Which great. Is, yeah. That's 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 the thing. It's, just, it's a maturity business model. It doesn't up increase. It, it could decrease, but it's just mature. And I think if you look at Sony's standpoint, they don't want to do that. Like, and the thing about Sony is the one thing I got to give them one big brain thing about it. They're not even talking about next console. They are still focusing on the PS4 because Yakuza Seven's coming out. Get that bam 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 Yakuza money. Oh, they've got they've got their classics. They've got this, their games yeah. lined up. And, yeah, they, yeah. they and, have a they have a plan. Yeah. yeah, they have their plan. And Sony, and again, because Sony basically won this generation, they have their pick. They can basically say, if you want to put your games on the number one selling console behind the PlayStation 2, come. 
And that's all they got to say, which is why they're saying, hey, if you want a PlayStation 5, only PlayStation 5 will have PlayStation 5 games. They're basically saying, if you're not ready, don't worry. We got a lot of games here for you to play. And if you are ready, move over here. Yeah, exactly. And the only most, issue I most see... Most companies have strategies that work. Yeah. Yeah. Except that, like I said, we pointed out earlier, Sony wants hardware. They That is their big selling, which is mm-hmm. a classic model that's been prominent since the 90s. Even Nintendo does it. We'll go into that later. And then... No, Microsoft... no, no. That's awesome. That is an awesome... Sec- that is awesome right there because we're older. We're, we're older than most of these people on the internet yeah. that play games now. We remember when the Super Nintendo came out and the Nintendo 64 came out and the GameCube came out. There was no backwards compatibility. It was you buy the next console. You're done. Three different types of uh, physical media. Yeah. Right. And and now the model that Microsoft's doing, which is, I think, the new model, which is the software model or subscription. Well, subscription and software are two different models. The software model is essentially what Steam, Indiegogo, and all these other internet sites that sell games you do. And they're very successful because we have them. They're great as long as you have a space for it. And mm. the subscription model is just for MMOs and other services like that. So it's like we have three modes of selling the games now. And the the, one, the more prominent old school models of hardware, which a lot of people still stick to, Nintendo and Sony. And Microsoft is trying to move away from that model, be it slightly more subscription-based. I, or subscription slash software. Yeah, say that 10 times fast. So they're trying to do both. Slash software. No, I'm not going to do it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, So they're trying to do both of them at the same time. It's a hybrid model, which is hedging both their bets. Is that good or bad? I can't say. But I do know it's keeping them afloat and it's not putting them in the graveyard. So I can give them that much respect. I think it works. You're, you're, you're You're satisfying both sides of the fence. At the same, like I said, it's a maturing model. It's just a straight line. It doesn't inc- increase. It doesn't really. It can dip, but it's kind of straight. The only thing mm-hmm. is, as you pointed out earlier, if it, people fall off, it will fall off. Oh yeah, it's like if a, people it's are going to fall edge. off. Yeah, it's a raz- It's kind of a razor's edge, but it doesn't like this. It just goes like this. Like mew, mew, mew. it's basically so, a good analogy is re- uh, driving in a car. You're going to get to your destination eventually. It's just you're not there zero to sixty seconds. It'll take some time, which is Microsoft, to get what it needs to be. Sony is here. We will show you what the PlayStation 5 is. We will yeah, show you what it's capable of. Here are the games you're going to have. Microsoft's like, all right, we will give you the games. But but if you can't afford this, if you don't want this, or if you have this, you can still play them. Yeah. And at the end of the day, again, it works for both It works for oh, both yeah, it's, companies. It's, it's a, they're both valid business models. The only the only invalid business model would be trying to upcharge people like <laughs> subscriptions every other two months. Like the price went up by twenty dollars, guys. You owe me. Oh, money. that yeah, well, the Netflix Microsoft, thing. Yeah, Microsoft would be smart not to do that. Um, no, that never works. On on YouTube, Kenta Wilson said, "I may be, I may sound crazy, but I can see Sony getting a day Game Pass mid generation." Okay, so going back to PlayStation, they have PlayStation now. PlayStation now has been a terrible service for years yes only recently have they decided to allow you to download those games onto the onto the playstation mm-hmm. they need to let you do it on the pc as well and don't let people tell you they can't do it because they can encrypt their files and they can get away with it but i'm not here to talk about that they need to put more playstation 4 games on there and they need to commit to putting playstation 5 games on there if they don't do that it will not be as successful as, as uh game pass and that's the thing, right? Because it seems so ancient in comparison. Like, I, I just feel like we may not even see, like, another 
PS Now. Like, we're definitely going to see another iteration of it because right. it just like at the moment it just doesn't make sense. It kind of feels like they're giving you just like this this very limited selection of things that you might remember from before, or it's like one or two modern games. But even then, it's it's this just this past generation. And yeah. how long are you going to get to play it? one to two months, maybe three months at max. And then eventually they're just going to rotate it out with something new, trying to keep it fresh. I get it. But like at the same time, that's not enough time for you to like, you know, kind of like revel in a game that you enjoy or something like that. And knowing that it's something is just going to go away. Why would you want to go in and subscribe for it? If you know something, say you find something that you enjoy very much, you want to keep around and then say, I don't know, maybe more than three months later on, you want to play that game again. It's not there. What are you going to do? Like exactly, you, you didn't exactly. you didn't buy it physically, so you didn't spend the more money for it, but at the same time it's like, you know, you, you buy a subscription fully knowing or hoping that you'll be able to watch this or play this like at least for a longer amount of time than 3 months. I mean, it's 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 the thing with like Netflix and stuff. There's like a show that you had on Netflix that you enjoyed a lot. Say you liked watching Friends a lot all the time. I mean, now it's going away now, but say like when they first put it on it's such Netflix, a bad movie like, to do that too. I don't know why they're removing that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a call yeah. classic. It's, yeah. Uh, it's again, it depends who the ownership of it. And that's another thing for subscription models or at least now. Yeah. It's like, for example, I love Keith. Hey, remember the old Konami used to play great games like Suikoden? Remember those days? Konami? Mm. You mean like great games like that and uh, Contra, Contra and uh, the, the real wow. Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I missed exactly. that. I missed that company. What happened to them? We don't know. Kojima left. He he went to make Death Stranding. Um, but honestly, because of how those copyrights of games work, uh, they have probably have to rotate them out or have to pay for it or some. Like for example, uh, one game that I really do miss on the Xbox uh, Live Marketplace: Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I love that music. I love Anamanaguchi. One of the and best. another reason why I can't get rid of my Xbox 360. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I my Xbox died, so I'll never have a chance to play it again. Unless you find a way to encrypt it and share it, you know, pirate it up, that'd be you to demand. But anyway, oh, because of licensing, nobody can play that game ever again. Exactly. Still have it. It's Thanks, so Ubisoft. Exactly. And it's and, and I the worst part, I feel lucky that I managed to play it. It was like one of the best modern beat em ups in a while. And I can see a it lot is of games still still one of the best modern beat em ups. One of the best two D beat em ups ever. Yeah, and it's like you can see so many elements of modern beat em ups take from them. From that, like elements of it, like um, River City Ransom Girls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They all got that from it, and well, he's had inspiration from it because great music. But the thing is, like, because licensing th- issues like that can happen, you can't keep that game on it. My thing about PlayStation now is that they never really kind of fully invested. They probably invest it when they think it's valuable, but to them, again, they're thinking of as we pointed out, hardware. We're about hardware. People put things on our hardware. It sells the hardware. We make money for subscription. That's it. They are keeping it lean and simple. That is the Sony mentality. Hey, Tenta, thank you very much for that. And I agree. But if Game Punk comes to Game Pass or Cyberpunk comes to Game Pass, we all know that big games like that may not make it to Game Pass because we're still waiting on um, what was that game that, that Phil Spencer said was going to come to Game Pass and it didn't come to Game oh, Pass? Control? Yeah, we're still waiting for that. I mean, I maybe, maybe. We'll see. Uh, does X does Game Pass have a good idea of when they? I don't have a roadmap or they announce it. Um, they, they announced it a couple weeks ahead of time. Ahead of time, okay. So they do do it. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was gonna say for like triple A releases that just came out, I don't think they would do it instantaneously because I think he just mentioned like, oh, I want Cyberpunk on Game Pass. Whoa, not the first week. He'd be like six months I don't, after. I don't. I can't recall 
a a triple A game coming out day one, going straight to Game Pass. First first party games, yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, triple A games, I I don't believe so. Yeah, surely after, six, yes, surely yes. after, yes. Yeah, within six months. That's why. That's how I see it. I'm kind so of curious with like the the first like soonest third party to game to come out on Game Pass was. I'm gonna look that up while you talk about it, but. Oh man, I don't know. I don't have a Game Pass. I'm too busy not buying games. I'm too busy not buying. Uh, games. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was also curious about that. I'm looking at the um, the Game Pass list. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, so but Game Pass is nice because it tells you when when a game is coming, when the game is leaving, which is pretty sad. So that way you get to either finish playing it or uh, go purchase it. And there are and a lot of yeah. It's usually longer than three months. <laughs> but anyway. I will yeah. tell you, at least when it comes to the PC side of Game Pass, uh, third-party games do come to the Game Pass day one, um, especially some of the games that come to the Epic Game Store that are not available on Steam but are on the PC version of Game Pass. Like, mm. Phoenix Point came day one. There are a bunch of these games that came day one. Um, I think Metro also came day one. So it really depends. You know, it's not far-fetched to say that we might see Cyberpunk come to Game Pass for the PC on day one. I guess Metro would actually be probably the best example, actually. Because it's because it. Cyberpunk is coming to all the game stores, all the online um, game stores. So yeah. it's not far-fetched to say that we won't see it on PC. Oh, no, you don't Pass. see it. It's like on the speed of it. But speaking of that, uh, speaking of, you know, other older game models, should we talk about the Nintendo Switch Pro? Yeah, because my voice is like, you know what? I'm going to yeah. disappear still. So... <laughs> Go ahead, take that away. I'm gonna suck on this lodges, this uh, halls. Like mm, maybe my voice will come you back. Don't take um. I think there's another brand of it. Not not Ricola. Is Lysol something like that? Halls. No, I'm decent halls too. I mean, halls are like candy at this point. It's like I've gone yeah, through five yeah. of them so far. Halls are great. When I'm sick, I love halls. I get a bunch of them. I'm so them. sick of Doro flu right now. I've been drinking tons of that stuff. Man, I'm the opposite. I just drink. I just drink uh, Alka Seltzer. I'm an Alka Seltzer man because I'm old. <laughs> I'm getting old. Hey, um, if it works, then it works. It works. My wife yeah, comes yeah. in. Here's the more throw for I'm like, oh, oh god. After yeah, it just stops. Just get some hot tea, honey. But anyway, the the Nintendo Switch Pro doesn't bother me. It exists, and it's a classic Nintendo strategy. They would always here's a console. Here's a slightly better version of the console. The upper price. Six months later, we'll dump the price down for one of them or both of them, and you'll still buy it. They Nintendo's very heavy on the hardware selling, and they mastered this from doing it from the Game Boy days, Game Boy, Game Boy Excel, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP. They've been a master doing that for a long time. So the moment I heard this announcement, I was like, yep, this is the same thing they're doing, Nintendo, clockwork strategy. Yeah. thing is, for me, is that a lot of the reports are saying um, they're going to come out with the Pro to try and, you know... Um, they're trying to combat like the, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Like, I just feel like it's not that. I mean, Nintendo's always been about doing their own thing, and like that makes sense too. But at the same time, I feel like if they even are coming out with a Nintendo Switch Pro, we're probably not gonna see it around the same time the the, the next PlayStation or the next Xbox comes out. Because I feel like we're we're kind of putting it in an area where like people are going to be committing to those consoles anyway. You know what are who are they trying to get with the new console and like and in that time frame? Because to me, it just seems like they're they're looking to make a debut during a time where console sales are going to be reaching an all time high, but not necessarily for a Switch. And like I get that it's been super popular in the past year and the year previous, and like so many people have bought a Switch now. I get it, but at the same time, they're kind of putting it out in a space where you know, 
there are certain games that you can buy only on a PlayStation or an Xbox, or if yes. you have a gaming PC, then you get you buy it there. But like you know, there are some certain games that just can't run on a Switch. And if if it gets to the point where you get a Switch Pro, but you know, how far is it going to go to be able to run those types of games? Is it going to be able to run Cyberpunk instantly, like game, like day one um, when it comes out on on the Pro system? Like you know. How far forward can it go technology-wise? Because you still have to take into account it's a mobile console. It's going to be a hybrid console, so they're going to have to be able to take it with you wherever you go. Um, so you still run into that bottleneck, um, as well as you know, like how much larger of a form factor can you make it? Considering like even now, like you could say this the switch, like the standard switch, not the switch light, is generally not too big, not but not too small either. I guess it's not like huge to the point where if you feel like you're taking it somewhere it's a burden like you, you can't just fit it in your backpack along with your your work laptop or your, or your school books or you know stuff like that like because they, they it, it, there's two major bottlenecks that where they're they're gonna have to run into and like i think that in and of itself is gonna hurt it not not even taking into account the fact that if they release it along with the next two consoles like i feel like it, it would struggle in a place where they they could theoretically su- succeed if you weren't taking into account those other bottlenecks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and that, that's 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 a Nintendo Nintendo policy they always been doing. This is one of the things I always scratch my head. It's like, oh, here's a Nintendo thing. They're gonna make like three versions of the same console, then which will have the same games until one point they'll start saying only available on Nintendo Switch Pro, only available on 3DS Lite, only available on 3DS. Yeah. Remember, remember, no, so yeah, I can see that. My thing about it to me is it will probably have some more bells and whistles. But not enough to be integral to the design. Like I remember back in the day, when my brother switched from uh, 3DS to XDS. You know, the bigger 3DS. The XL oh my version. god, the 3DS confusion was real. Yes, the only reason my brother was trying to pitch it was, um, I love him, my brother. He's like, oh, the the screen's bigger. It has better plasma. You can see the crisper. And I'm like, bro, you are literally paying a hundred extra dollars to see one extra sprite. But hey, he wasn't. He's about the Nintendo juice at the time, so. <laughs> But yeah, that and that's and that's Nintendo. They they, just, they do that to themselves. It's 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 a weird sense of cannibalism where they're trying to like outface something to to make you buy the more the slightly more expensive model and then put all the games on the expensive model and pretend the other models never existed. It's very weird. It's a yeah. very weird model. Again, they hard they're a hardware company, so they do what they do. Yeah, it makes sense. And I feel like they they have their saving grace in if they were to put you know a, a huge investment into some of their first party games and stuff. Like, say the new Metroid game comes out. I mean, say it's I'm not gonna say it's exclusive to the pro, but say they they, they say they day could. and date. Like they could, yeah, they certainly could. But I feel yeah. like they would say like day and date. It's coming out on the Switch Pro, and it's coming out later this year, for example. Then you know that that'll turn some heads. I don't. I feel like it won't give them the the exact boost they might be hoping for, but it would certainly help. That's kind of really the only saving grace to that because I feel like when you take those two big factors into account, it's going to be very hard for them to compete with Sony and Microsoft around that time if they oh. were to release it. Then yeah, they were to release it. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. Um, nobody addressed the uh, elephant in the room, so I will do that. <laughs> Uh, the rumor is that the new Nintendo Switch Pro, which is also the name of a controller, haha, um, <laughs> will will have 4K support. And to that, I say, <clears throat> bullshit. I'm sorry. Nah, it's not happening. Um, owning nearly every Nintendo console, Nintendo has never been about cutting edge hardware. No, not counting the Virtual Boy. 
they do not care about giving you the most high definition visuals or the best sound chip. They care about giving you a, a great experience. For this report to come out and say Nintendo will support 4K is bonkers because if I was Nintendo, more than anything, the biggest crowd there in the internet is give us something that does a game at 1080p at 60 frames per second with great details, and we're happy. Even right now, we're asking for this on the PlayStation 4, on the PlayStation 5, on the next Xbox. We want a console that can give us a great experience. 4K is nice. 4K is slowly becoming the accepted norm, but 1080p is there. And I will take a game that runs amazingly well at 60 frames per second at 1080p over 4K that runs half that any day of the week. This is where Nintendo should focus if this console actually exists. And it's not just another, oh, we are using a slightly tweaked chipset. Second thing, I haven't heard of a new Tegra or upcoming chipset from NVIDIA. Not that there may not be one that would accomplish 4K in a smaller format, smaller form for a format. Um, the Switch is aptly named for its ability to be on the go. Yes, we have the Switch Lite, which is still on the go. We have the OG Switch, which lets us dock it with our, our TVs or pick it up and go on the go. For a console to do 4K, it's either going to increase the size because the more resolution or pixels you're packing, the more heat that's to be, uh, you're going to build in your console. My voice right. is really gone. So that's going to be odd. It's going to require more power. That means it's going to require a bigger battery if you take it on the go. And then if you slowly start ramping these things up, slowly start adding things up, you kind of remove the ability for this to be a portable console. Right. So I don't think Nintendo wants to do that. No. So I don't think 4K is in the cards. Um, I did see the part where it said that there might be larger cartridges. That makes sense. But at the cost of larger cartridges comes more expensive cartridges, which means the price is going to get passed to us. And Nintendo games are already expensive as hell. So instead of paying $60 for a Nintendo game, we could be paying 70 or yeah. 80 The Switch tax would absolutely be real if that were the yeah. case. <laughs> you know? I, definitely, yeah. I definitely see that. Um, yeah. I guess another thing also for consideration is maybe, like I said, just more bells and whistles. Maybe they'll increase the battery life because they always, you know, that's always important to users. Better battery. They're probably, mm -hmm. they're probably, you know, make probably says, oh, hey, look, we have bigger buttons. So we have a better, we have a softer D pad to shin around. We have hey, better. And, and, and as a fighting game fan, that D pad is important. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, they're so probably, they're probably. They'll probably introduce a better port so you can port your uh, game controllers or other other um, extra portfolio stuff or better USBs. Like they, they're probably thinking of small enhancements to to rack up the price because like it's just similar to again as I pointed out from the 3DS to XDL to all the mini infinite DSs they made, and this is a very common thing Nintendo does in their timeline. And I want to say modernly, this wasn't done from Nintendo Super Nintendo from Nintendo to GameCube and GameCube to Wii. Well, Wii and Wii U. People got. I fell into jib. <laughs> oh, the Wii. The Wii. We talk about hardware that wasn't really that good. Game yeah, I, too. I don't. I don't buy any of this. I don't buy any of the reports because no, it's no, the same I... stuff we had last year. Nintendo's working on a new console. It's going to be the Switch Pro, and it was just if, a minor revision. 
if anything, we're probably going to get an up to 1080p. Let's, I'll just hop into theory crafting for just a moment. If we were to get a new Switch console by the end of the year, we would probably at the very least get, you know, up to 1080p on the go. Um, if we were to absolutely get 4K, it'd probably be docked mode only, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we'd probably get like a beefier dock that has like, uh, you know, uh, similar to, what was it, like a Razer product where you could plug in your laptop and it had like higher graphical fidelity. Uh, it was like a gaming laptop that came with a brick that you could plug yeah, into. There, yeah, laptops have external uh, uh, GPU. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would imagine they would do something similar if 4K was an absolute necessary thing. Um, but even but then, Nintendo that doesn't be, need 4K. They, yeah. they definitely don't need that. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, you know. I mean, if we were to get any kind of hardware update in general, it would be similar to what uh, Matt was saying earlier. It was just like, you know, more bells and whistles. We'd probably get Bluetooth audio, that kind of thing. Stuff that makes it more like a tablet, you know. If you were to go out and buy a Galaxy Tab or whatever it's called, um, and, you know, you have options for SD card storage and stuff, which we have. We have, like, micro SD expansion, which is nice. But, like, you know, stuff like a, a slightly larger screen, we might get a better kickstand. And, you know, just like quality of life stuff. Rob, I feel like there's not oh my much God, more. Rob, oh, my God. Yes, please. Yeah. Kickstand is terrible. It's so bad. It's got like two angles. And if Both you put it up, you switches, feel like it's going to snap right off. And my yeah. sons yeah, have snapped right off. Yeah. And you buy the replacement ones and they just fall right off. Yeah. Oh, it's real bad. But yeah, it would be so incremental that it'd be like tough to notice or care. So I feel like even if they did stuff like that, like just a, a smallish update, like they're not going to sell it next to the PS4 or the PS5 and Xbox One Series X because it's like they're not going to sell as well if they were to sell it, you know, either earlier or after, you know, like the console craze. Yeah, we don't. Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo doesn't need it. They're kicking everybody's butt. They're selling yeah. well every month. And uh, Nintendo is, so, is sort of. No, Nintendo is always outside of the space. They they operate on their own. They're not competing against Microsoft or Sony. Just say it a liar. But they're not. They are basically we're going to give you what we think you need. And Nintendo doesn't need to worry about a new Switch. What Nintendo needs to worry about is giving us those games that they they're sitting on. You know, like the Metroids and F Zeros and <laughs> uh, you know um, Golden day. Sun, Kid uh. Icarus. Those things. Nintendo does not need to worry about hardware. Right now, and I'm one of the biggest doubters of the Switch, the Switch when it first came out, is I didn't think it would be this successful. Hey, look at it. Is give us the game, focus on the game, so hardware is fine. If you want to give us a new revision, then make it kick it up a notch. And I don't think that right now Nintendo is in that position to care. They're like, you know what? They're selling. They're selling hotcakes. Yeah. Everybody wants one. Nobody's complaining. Okay, some of the AAA developers are complaining that the ports don't work, but mm-hmm. all the games that we develop for our system work fine. And again, that's that's Nintendo. Yeah. And the thing is, to me, Nintendo, oh, the outlier thing, they're doing their own thing. I don't, I personally don't ever buy that because you know they do what they do. But it's like now they're in a position where they're considered a legitimate competitor to the other people, the brands. So they are aware. I mean, look at what they, look what they're doing now. They're taking a lot of modern strategies like selling games with game passes and expansions to games they never did before. That's a modern gaming technique. If they were outside, they would never do it because they're, they weren't about that before. Right. So now it's like they, they're well aware of it. They just they just 
how to put this? They're your crazy uncle pretending to be crazy. You know he's not crazy. He's just full of crap. That's that's, that's Nintendo to me. I only have a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, and that's Nintendo to me. So they're not bad. It's like, oh, we're we're independent. We're doing all things. No, yeah, that you're. No, that's not true. You're you're also trying to do the thing where everyone else is doing. Yeah, they're definitely picking and choosing certain aspects from the other consoles that they decided, you know, put into their own ecosystem, and it works well for them. They're just ta- yes. they take good ideas and they make it better. You know, nothing. Yeah, Nintendo that. comes out with a new system. With cutting edge hardware, I will buy it day one, and I will get rid of all my other consoles. Wow, that's I will no. go. Wow, I will, I will be flabbergasted because it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. This is not Nintendo. They will yeah. not do that. They have no care for that. They 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 have no need for it. They, okay, this is me. This is me just being realistic. If they were to do that then they need to focus on their online offering, which is still crap. It's still, it's better than what it was before, but that's not saying much. At least it doesn't cost as much. (laughs) That's the only saving grace it's got is that it's 20 bucks a year as opposed to 60 bucks a year. Because you got to give us new hardware, and now you got to worry about giving us high-definition assets, which means the download sizes are going to double or triple, which means you're going to have to start giving us cloud storage space. And then you start going down this rabbit hole, and no... Hey, they're not least, ready for it. At least they got backwards compatibility for a little bit, just a tiny bit, close enough. On a, they're, on a they're non-schedule. Putting in an effort. <laughs> on a non-schedule. Yeah. We'll, you'll get it when we give it to you, whenever the hell that is. No thanks, pass. Yeah. <laughs> you done, Matt? I'm just too. I'm too busy trying to hold you to that word of you buying a new console, buying a new Nintendo console. They go there because they it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And Nintendo. I'm too busy, like, <laughs> just laughing the inside. If it was Sony <laughs> or Microsoft, I wouldn't say that. But this is Nintendo. This yeah. is their track record. Every year they give us a console, and it's always underpowered. Every year, underpowered, 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 underpowered. Back in the day, it wasn't a big deal. But then when they did the Wii, everybody was like... And Nintendo's like, we got it, we got it. And then all these AAA developers start saying, you know what? This ain't working. Okay. Wii U came out. Same shit. Hey, this ain't working, Nintendo. Well, hey, we give the, it a switch. In all fairness, the Wii sold bonkers. It like, Grandparents brought the Wii. Grandparents <laughs> brought the Wii. Exactly. My mom brought a Wii. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Yeah. And yeah. that to me is the power is the power of Nintendo, but I think Nintendo has lost that because fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, you know, the saying. And that's why I, I'm always skeptical. And apparently, because of the Nintendo, they do things because it's like I don't trust you guys. I'm just sorry. You you're not as the you you think you're cool, but you're actually just. Oh, you know it. what? Hey. Oh boy. That weed that she bought, it's in my office, in my drawer. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she, gave it, she gave it to my son. Hey, you want this? I'm like, but how are you gonna play Just Dance Seven or whatever it is? Like, why do you want this? <laughs> we bowling. Do you, do you love we bowling? Why do you want this? You love we bowling. <laughs> You know what I play for instead of that? What? Ultimate Tekken Bowl. Ultimate Tekken. <laughs> there you go. You're horrible. You're horrible. There you go. You're horrible. All right. Let's get off of this. I want to talk about Mike Yaba and his comments because I think that's really important. And my voice, if you can't tell, is like, I'm out of here, Keith. <laughs> so a couple of days ago when I was in my bed dying, um, it was asked on Twitter from um, – <clears throat> bunch of people in a Twitter. Actually, no, I don't want to get it wrong because I, I kind of know the gentleman who asked that question. Kid Smooth um, asked the question on Twitter. Um, what console are you getting? 
And Mike Yaba, formerly vice president of Xbox, chimed in and said he was getting a PlayStation 5. And then as soon as he said that, the internet went on fire. People started taking the stuff out of context, did not read everything that he stated, and we're here talking about it. So he went on stating that he wanted the PlayStation 5 because he wants to play the exclusives. The Xbox exclusives were already on PC, so why would I get an Xbox Series X? He also went on saying, hey, he wished the PlayStation games were also on the PC. So that right there tells you that his preferred platform is the PC. And it makes a valid point. If I was to no, back up, I have a PC and I'm already looking at this. You know, I want to pick up the Xbox Series X because I like hardware. But at the same time, I have a very powerful PC that can probably run everything that comes out on the console with no problem. Buying a new Xbox may not be in my best interest. And there's where he's coming from because I can still play these games. I can still play Halo Infinite and everything else on my PC thanks to Game Pass and Microsoft Strategy. I can't do that for the PlayStation 5. Therefore, if I want the best of both worlds, it's buying the PlayStation 5. And this is where he's coming from. But the problem is people start twisting that narrative saying, oh, the Xbox isn't worth it. Xbox has no games, which we've heard that a million times, and that (laughs) Sony is going to kill Microsoft. They very well may. They very well may not. It's going to depend what happens next generation. We have no idea. But... Just seeing a person who used to work for Microsoft say this, and all of a sudden, oh no, it's the end of the world. He can't say that. How dare he have a preference to where he wants to play his games at? Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the console wars. Yes, I may have partic- participated in them when I was younger because I was stupid. I didn't know any better. Nintendo sucks. Sega was the best. And the story, Sega's no longer around anymore. Nintendo's still kicking ass. <sighs> and we're we're at this point where, you know, we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Sony has their exclusives. Microsoft has some exclusives, but working on bringing us more exclusives. But at the end of the day... It's got to be a winner. It's got to be a winner. Yeah. And it's always like this. You know, and, and again, nobody's going to tell you, if you don't want to play this game, don't buy this console. If you don't want to play this game, don't play that console. It's if you can afford it and you want to play it, you play what you want to play. If you want to own every freaking console, have fun. If you can't afford it, you have to weigh your odds and, just, and decide which one is more beneficial for you. Yeah. For somebody who has the ability to do whatever they want, who are we to say, you know what, your decision is wrong? Or who are we to get mad when they say, oh, I'm not a fan of this. I want to go this. There is no wrong answer. But I mean, why is it still an issue that we can't say what we like? I think it's I think it's the, the problem with that is like when you look at for example I think some stereotypes like even though you guys I'm a bit jaded with Nintendo and I know what they do well it's like it bums me out going like people losing their minds over Nintendo things is like do you guys play other consoles or anything like it's show like that bothers me or when people try to convince me in some instances like before before it's PC Master Race it's like oh dude you you're playing this game your, your game you're playing are not even like fully rendered i got 4k in my 4k in my 720p in my 8010p look at look how beautiful i am i'm like i, I don't get it hey and i'm I, not gonna lie i used to do that to a lot of people yeah only, exactly. only just to show them that the pc stereotype was incorrect where you had to sit at your keyboard you couldn't use controllers you only had oh, to yeah. use a monitor and it's like guys just no stop that that's not true 
Yeah, and I, I, I personally think that it might take, it, it comes with that. Like, and, and as someone who owns other consoles, so, so you look at other people like, what are they doing? Like, can't they see this? Like, I, I picture like I picture a lot of Microsoft people like looking at other like Sony people, the other people like, why aren't you down for this Game Pass thing? It's the greatest thing of all time. And other people like, dude, I you don't have games I play. Like Sony ex- pretty much appeals to what I term the classical hardcore gamer. Like these guys are gonna play these set of games. That's it. Like, I don't care what anybody says, for some reason, you can sell Final Fantasy. No matter how bad or how boring and generic they are, they can sell Final Fantasy. They can sell it. Microsoft I don't think, I don't think you Final can't Fantasy. not sell Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy will just sell. It just sells. I don't know. Final Fantasy 13, that entire trilogy, it was one of the worst Final Fantasies of all time. Changed my mind. I'm not going to. I agree. Exactly. So it's like the fact that that somehow made some bank three times. It's like three times, three time world champion. I'm like, no way. Yeah. But exactly. And that's, and that's, and that it's a mindset. That's why I said with Sony, because Sony has games like that for me. Or like I said, Microsoft, Microsoft users may not get it. I think it's, it's a like people are into their ponds or pools and they can't see beyond it. It's hard to because it's like, what are they doing? Like that's like when I look at Nintendo fans griping about their games they play, or like, you should play someone else. And uh, I had a, the other day, my girlfriend, she's a Nintendo person, was like, "Oh, you know, you just have to wait because Game Freak doesn't want to make games anymore. They're bad. It's like you could just not play it. You could just play Temtem online or play another Monster Collector type game. But they don't want to do that. They are stuck in their grounds to play a bad game because they're praying in the future it will get better. And that is my that is one of the reasons I'll never understand Nintendo fans." And it's not a grape on them. They know they do this. Like Pokemon Sword and Shield was. How oh no! No, there was a lot of negative. I don't, I don't no, know no, no, if no. we can hop into this. No, no, hop into <laughs> no, no, just these are facts. There's a lot of negative things coming in and out of it, regardless of the game sold well or not. But it still yeah. sold well, and they're selling a battle pass now. Oh, I'm sorry, expansion pass, whatever you want to call it, to include more content to a game that a lot of people feel isn't really complete or feel as quality as a console game. That is a Excuse me, Matt. I think you mean content that was cut out that should have been in the first place. More people say yes, people say that people say <laughs> that now. I'm not even gonna get yes, people say that. So I feel like Nintendo fans are willing to get shoveled in their face when it comes to this. Like for example, um I'm still waiting for a good F Zero game. I haven't seen a good Star Fox game since '64. Super Nintendo mm. ain't happening. They are not. I miss Star up. Fox. I've given up. We're I miss Star Fox so much. I, I've, I've given up. So it's like to be Nintendo can do that. Like for example, like Fire Emblem is a now popular franchise, but they changed Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem has now become more of this. I would say more of a visual novel RPG game than a strategy game. It's not bad. People enjoy that. It's still a good game. Yeah. But it's like they transformed the game to do this. Event where people forget like there's some. Fire Emblem fans are like, oh, I miss when it used to be hardcore strategy games. I wish they did again. Like, you could play Disgaea for that on on the PlayStation. You could play other strategy. You play War Groove. You can play yeah. others. So it's kind of it, it's weird that they can't see that the other it, like in the gaming circle, Nintendo fans are sticking their ways. Microsoft sticking their ways. Sony fans sticking their ways. And it's a little sad they can't see outside of it. Like to me, I think if Sony had a Game Pass or like Xbox, I would be happy. That means I would spend less money on games. I would pay a subscription to play all these games I would rather play than that sometimes. Like, I don't see myself buying um, Darkseid or Genesis soon, but I would like to play Darkseid as 1, 2, 3. I never played it. You could have gotten them for free or 1 and 2 on uh, Epic Game Store. 
Uh, I'm not gonna. No, no, Epic Games Store not going that path. I'm not going down that path. <laughs> that's a rabbit hole. You don't come it's out. It's okay. Come on. No, 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 no. That's a rabbit hole. I'm not going down. <laughs> I have, I have pledged my loyalty to Gabe Newell, and he has pre- he has blessed me with sales. All praise, Gabe. <laughs> but all seriousness, I think I think that's the problem. So if they don't see past it, or they don't understand the faults of their own thing, if they get dig deeper into it, which scares me because it's like, dude. Microsoft, you even though you have the best service, you don't have a lot of games people speak of. Nintendo, your company kind of bullies you in some ways. You should probably not take that from them. That's not cool. And my and Sony, you are being overcharged. You are being overcharged for a lot of things that are considered basic for other companies. This is true. Rob. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure where I can. It's, it's hella meta. I know. I'm sorry. I yeah. dropped so much meta on you, but yeah. Yeah. But, no, you're good. Yeah. <sighs> oh, unless you play and Steam, you have to have you know PC. You need a powerful computer or up to date. Yeah. But, and for and me, I would say because I'll just go based off of my experience. I was go going into college as of 2014, and for me. I considered going into PC gaming because I had thought about it previously, like the the whole master race things. I was like, okay, I get it, whatever, you know, graphical masterminds, whatever. My game looks better here, yada, yada. I get it, you know, but for me, it was like I started off with a gaming laptop because, you know, and I'm sure plenty of people will be like, why'd you do that? Um, And I agree with you. Why did I do that? But (laughs) Basically, I did it out of the convenience to myself that I was going to need something that could run all the games that I want to play at a similar or even slightly higher quality than a console that I might get, but I'll be able to take it anywhere or also, you know, do my work, you know, and I bought it out of convenience then. This was even prior to Game Pass or any of the subscription models or deals and stuff where you could get free games a lot of the time. Like, they had, like, Steam and stuff there, and that was all in place, like, um, but th- there was no Epic Game Store. You know, I, I did it just out of convenience to myself so that I'd be able to kind of do both and keep it all centered and not necessarily have to buy a console. And so for me, it was just like um, I got all the third party games that I wanted. There weren't a whole lot of first party games that I was super inherently wanted to be in into like. There was like Destiny. The whole reason I bought my PS4 was because of Destiny. And like I put a ton of time into that and then not much else came of it. You know, I I waited eventually to play The Last of Us, which I'd never played on PS3. I was able to go through that, had a great time. But a lot of the times I found myself, you know, turning my PS4 into a Netflix machine because like any major game that I wanted to buy, I was just going to buy on PC. And so, like, and this is even prior to Game Pass and stuff, too. Like, it's just where I'm going to be for the most part. If I'm able to run everything um, at the same quality or better, then all my third-party games are going to be on Steam or, or, you know, whatever other store I choose to use. And, you know, um, if there's an exclusive that I want, you know, then I can get it on, on on my PlayStation. And the issue with that was that, like, Sure, there were times where I, I missed playing Halo, you know, because I couldn't anymore. I wasn't ever going to be able to play Halo 5. I still haven't played Halo 5. Um, and, you know, I, I just wasn't too worried about it because on the one hand, you know, Halo was a franchise, one of the very few that I still cared about for Microsoft. Um, there was Gears, but I had fallen off of that because I, I wasn't interested anymore. Um, and it just, I got to the spot where, like, I felt satisfied that I was able to to be like um, 
uh, quote unquote hardcore video game player and able to play everything that I wanted, but I didn't have to buy an Xbox or I didn't have to buy every single console. Um, right. I, I even had a Wii U, but I only played it for Smash. You know, it was just like, you know, um, and I played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U first, which was uh, an experience. But, um, <laughs> you know, if there was stuff that I wanted to get, I would specifically want to buy the console for it. But like, Xbox, I just, I, I had fallen off of that. That was just my personal experience. So right. a lot of it just kind of falls under, you know, like, but yeah, sure, it was a preference. Is even as a hardcore gamer, and I respect you as a person, you are aware of the other outside your circle. Like, you're not just heads down, I'm going to play Destiny all day, I'm going to play all the shooters, I'm going to play Division, I'm going to play the Tom Clancy games, which everyone keeps telling me that Tom Clancy makes good shooters, and I've always ignored them because I'm not a shooter guy. Uh... I've heard that back in the day. Shooters. Back yeah. in the day, the first division is not bad. Division two, um, no comment. No it comment. Exists. Okay. So basically, yeah. So it, it's like, but you're aware of it. And I think that like, my biggest concern about the three brackets or the three heads of gaming it's like they're unaware of each other's circles and don't understand the negatives of their own thing. Because it, you can always scream the positives. I mean, Switch is the one of the cheapest consoles there is. It has a good low price point. Oh, you can travel and kick your games anywhere. Great, easy multiplayer ability. You can rip off the D-pad and play with your friends. Easy piece on the squeezy. The screen looks nice. PlayStation and Sony, they have a great library for everyone. They appeal to so many people and to so many archetypes of gaming. They have they have single-handedly proven you can sell a single-player experience, which has always been my thing. And Microsoft is great in multiplayer experience. They have a great model for what they want to do. They are, they are, they. Are, I want to say they're more trusting of their users to continue spending because they use a subscription model, and that's a great. Those are the strong points, but they don't see the niggas that come with it, or better yet, understand why others can't see that. Like, yeah. I'm, even though I'm aware of Nintendo, I'm paranoid about them because it's like Nintendo Switch Pro. I don't believe it's going to happen, but it's like no, it's not happening. It's not happening exactly. <laughs> it's not happening but for it, my it, sake it because if it does, happen, if it, it does, I got good on my consoles. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, yeah. If a Nintendo Switch, yeah, if a Pro would have happened, quotation marks, I don't doubt it would. It would just be a slight upgrade to it because I've seen them do it before. I'm aware of it, but people were like, oh, you're just being negative. You're just like, no, no, no. I I understand what you guys love in it, but it's this isn't, you shouldn't be throwing money at this. What yeah. you should be doing is tell Nintendo to fix their digital storefront, which I heard has been still not good to this day in some aspects. It's just fine. You buy yeah. what you need. And that's that's <laughs> it. <just> it. <laughs> She's like, it, it, is, it is the original. It is the original storefront. This is what you want. You came for this. You get this. There's no frills. There's no bells. Get it. Get out. Goodbye. I'm it reminds me. Of- reminds me of the old 360 marketplace back before they did the mid generation hardware upgrade, where it was like the little the little side menus and stuff that you could flip between, and like it was just it was just there. You put your your card on there. You buy your Xbox Live so you can play multiplayer. And, and you get you some watch. stuff. Then they had Xbox Live Arcade, and they had some cool stuff on there. But it was like, I love, you know, yeah. you just buy. I'm gonna ask you before we before we close it out. Go back to you again. Your thoughts on what Mike said? I, I, I get it from his standpoint. Like you know, it it it, it comes down to preference. And he prefers that he can play everything on PC because maybe you're, he he's had a PC for a while. If he has all his games on there, great. You know, um, if he doesn't want want to buy an Xbox, then you know if he's that that's like his preference. If he has the ability to get the games that he wants on on the systems that he wants, then you know uh, why should he? If he doesn't want to buy an Xbox, he doesn't have to. He's not beholden to the company he used to work for. And I guess it, <laughs> it, it, it like it, it falls under this thing where it's just like you know. 
Um, and, and that might speak to Xbox's quality. You could certainly perceive it that way if you like, but in the end, it's not like this is kind of like the defining statement that you shouldn't buy an Xbox because it's not going to be worth it. It's just a... It, it it's a personal of, yeah, choice. Yeah, it's not so, necessarily the, so the end-all be-all. Sure, so, Rob, are you sure if an employee from a former employee of the Microsoft division doesn't buy Microsoft products, Bill Gates won't break into your house and like just put him in a sleeper hole? That's yeah, not happening. Put, he's going to notice think... a few cameras in his mirrors and yeah, exactly. people outside his house. Lights out. It's like lights out. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's going to be interesting. The PlayStation versus Xbox, we're starting up again. I can't say I'm looking forward to it because I hate this this flame wars. I hate the fanboys. I hate the fighting. I just wish it would end. You know, you can't say one thing about somebody getting up and arms are getting pissed off about oh, it. Oh, no, just exactly. My yeah. thinking to me is like what I'm looking forward to is the software and I'm looking forward to who drops their price point because I'm – look, I'll be honest with you. I can't buy these things full day out and I'm still playing a whole bunch of games they already have. And unless they have – a conversion model or uh, backwards compatibility or something like that to support the old gen instead of just leaving it away. I don't know. And well, we already know been... Microsoft has that. Microsoft, oh, Microsoft is has there. that. Yeah, but it's Sony. It's, yeah, it's Sony, and it, it's like my, Sony was so hard, as you pointed out in this, this this podcast. I'm just more worried in the case of Sony that now they are aware that there, there's other models to make cash, and I understand that they're being Japanese. Um, they see the model. Nintendo does it too. Hardware. Are they willing to adapt to the Western to the Westerners? What we expect from a gaming console? Are they going to stick to their heads to the ground and do what they do? That's that's the big thing I'm worried about. But I also wish they sell Yakuza Collection on P- if they make a PS5 for twenty bucks, so I can play all eight games for twenty dollars. Yeah. Don't forget Yakuza's yeah. coming to the Xbox. Don't yeah. forget that, guys. That's coming. My- oh, you, you, you guys are getting seven. Well, not seven. I think it's we just one know the first couple are coming. Six? Oh, or no, it was like one, two, and three, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. you're getting you're getting zero, one, Kiwami, Kiwami two, and three. Yep. All right, that's uh, I already got them. Yeah, let's go. Uh, by and, the way, and, and they're coming to Game Pass. So. Oh, by the way, great for you guys to enjoy that game. It's a great series, and I'm, I'm oh my god, how could nope? I'm I am on PC. I think yeah, I think this. I think it's a phenomenal series. I'm looking forward to seven, which I will be picking up on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, care. I think the change to the system is amazing, and I can't wait to play it. Look, I like turn-based six... stuff, so I'll oh, yeah. probably jump into it. No, here's the thing: yeah. we've been playing the same Yakuza for roughly six plus games. A little a mix-up is <laughs> nice. I would like I would like something else besides exactly. the sandwich. And that's exactly what we've been saying, you know. And then we got Judgment. It's like, hey, this is great, but it's the same stuff. Judgment is a is a nice side story <laughs> in the universe. I like yeah. its story, but it's but it's, it's the same this. combat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to jump off that last point as one last thing. Um, I'm just really curious about what the next big thing is. And this could be from either one of them, just because at this point, we're not going to be in a console generation where there's like a defining factor between the two of them. Cause like the Xbox one and the PS4, they were vastly different at launch because of the way they were kind of first presented to itself i mean obviously they lost at the get-go xbox with the whole like all in one thing here's your connect here's your cable box you can put it right in there you can put everything together like that was like a pretty vastly different compared to what playstation was which was just like 
dedicated console gaming. You can play multiplayer. Multiplayer stuff's going to come here first. You don't have to share your games with all that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's like a whole other thing. For me, it, this next generation is going to be about what the next big thing is. It's going to be exclusive to one platform that's going to be vastly different from what the other company might decide to do. Because it's not like we're waiting for this giant graphical jump or or you know technological jump from these two that's going to happen this generation. There's going to be more minute differences this generation around compared to last generation overall, I think. And it's just going to be about, you know, if somebody decides to do one thing vastly different, how is that going to affect the the market and the way people play video games just in general, or at least the way they play online or the way they play in their ecosystem? You know, that's what I'm most excited about. That's an interesting question. I don't know what somebody can do new that hasn't already been done. Um, Real quick, to answer a question in the chat from Devil Shooter, 126M, uh, Microsoft stopped having exclusives years ago, and people are so surprised. Microsoft still does have exclusives. exclusives. They just yeah. aren't the ones that people want. It, yeah. Halo is still exclusive to Microsoft. Even though it's only PC, it's still exclusive to the Xbox console. Gears of War is still Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, Forza is still Xbox. Fight Simulators finally coming back will be Xbox. Yeah, It's just those aren't the games that people want. And my thing is, like, it's may not necessarily because it's inherently something you won't like. I think it's more just that, like, a lot of the time they miss the mark in how they present it. And a lot, you know, they've gotten a lot better about it now. I mean, you you see stuff like that Hellblade 2 trailer most recently. Like, that was insane. Like, look at the the, the quality of, of, like, the production quality behind it. Like, it, it was like this, like crazy emotional Let me stop you for a second. Coaster. Let me stop you for a second because this is something I got into arguing with somebody recently and I will say that I understand what Microsoft is doing but I have never been a fan of first party companies taking third party studios. I understand it is a necessary evil. I just don't like it. I mean I, what happened someone, Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to control as an indie fan that's kind of the goal sometimes for some indie builders get picked up because they don't have the resources to do what they need to be done. And I understand that as a business sense. I don't like it when a th- first party picks up a, a third party company and mismanages them. That bothers me because it's like, this was already working. Why did you have to put, they're making chocolate cake. Why'd you have to throw, you know, cream on it? It's chocolate cake. <laughs> I don't yeah, mind indies. I indies, I think the, the whole goal, like you said, for indie is to get picked up. And some, there are some indies, yeah. and there are some companies, some indies that like their independence and will never let somebody buy them, at least for right now. Um, right. I'm talking about established companies. Hellblade Ninja Theory was established. They worked with Capcom on Devil May Cry. Yes. People may not like it. They gave us Hellblade. Now they're giving us Hellblade 2, which is exclusively for Xbox and PC. But what would happen, you know, Insomniac. Insomniac worked closely with Microsoft with uh, Sunset, and they worked very close with Sony with a lot of the games. And Sony said, you know what? We're scooping you up. You're now in ours. Okay, great. They should have happened years ago anyway, but it finally happened. But what happens, say, if somebody decides to purchase Capcom? Say Capcom goes back to Capcom of 2013 to 2016 and are circling the drain, and say Sony picks them up, or say Microsoft picks them up, and we have another Street Fighter V, where Street Fighter V is only on, I know you don't like it, Matt, but it's only on PlayStation or only on Microsoft or only on Xbox, and you cut out half of the fighting game community. It would be What's, it would be pretty bad because if I can pick it up or find some way to do it, but it would be the death of it would be the death of the game. 
it would be a death of a game for in that in, in that aspect. Um, I personally feel like. Yeah, picking up established companies making it work is a weird thing because if they already worked on both co- both companies' accomplished part, like for example, I'm still waiting for the day Platinum Games to get freed from Nintendo so I can play Bayonetta on my on the PS4. Uh that is well, te- that, that, that that's that's yeah. the piece I wrote a while about a while ago because again, Platinum Games, the whole Bayonetta thing is weird because Sega still owns that IP; it belongs yes. to Sega, but because Nintendo was willing to foot the bill for. Two, even though Sega put some money in and decided not to keep going, Nintendo bailed it out and then said we're going to publish three. You know, if a four happens, Sega can come back and say, you know what? Somebody else wants to give us more money. It could be a bidding war. Um, There's another comment real quick saying that um, yeah. exclusive Xbox, but it's also on PC, so it's not exclusive. Here's the thing, and I, I don't understand why people take this one way and twist another one. You can't take this argument and twist it both ways. You have PlayStation games, and you move them to the PC, and then you say, well, it's not exclusive to PlayStation anymore. But then you have an it, Xbox game and put it on PC, and all of a sudden, it's not exclusive anymore? The thing is, for me, is that there's an inherent barrier between console gaming and PC gaming. There's right, yes. o- the obvious cost of everything, but not only that, like, if you, say, are a hardcore gamer and you want to jump into PC gaming, you can't just be like, oh, it's a pair of Legos that I can just put together, and if I right. buy it all in, in one go, then I'm good. Yeehaw. Like, it's just, it. there's, like, it wouldn't be this way if you were to be able to get into PC gaming if you could buy a fully loaded 4K 60 FPS or 120 FPS, you know, highest you can go, however you want to go, for less than $800. You can't you can't do that. That's not it's even just, possible. It's just, it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things that it's just really weird. And I always put it this yeah. way. Xbox games belong to Microsoft. Microsoft pretty much owns the PC gaming space. 95% of PC games are running off of, off of Windows. Windows is owned by Microsoft. Microsoft owns Xbox. Therefore, they're a shared ecosystem. Exactly. They are still exclusive to the Xbox, meaning you cannot play them on the PlayStation. You cannot play them on the Nintendo Switch. It, no, it's, that's, that's the best explanation to put it. Like, they're for P- and, and that's why Rob is a PC gamer. He expects it. The PC market is a shared ecosystem. That's the best way to look at it. For now. For now. And, but it's a it's a it's a respected ecosystem because you could make your game on PC, get big, and then put it to console and still have and still make games for both outs. Uh you can still make a game for a console and then put it on PC or vice versa. Personally, I we have seen many, many times that a game is on PC and it goes to consoles. Like for example, Torchlight 2, I thought it was never gonna come to consoles, but it's on consoles now. Um Children of Moira was a PC game. You reading the comment? Yeah, I was incorrect on Platinum, Platinum games got free from Nintendo. I know I'm praying today they get free. No, they are free. They're not owned by Nintendo. That's what the gentleman uh, Devil Shooter is taking it as. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah, I was. You mean you I, mean you mean Bayonetta is Bayonetta, stuck in Nintendo? Bayonetta, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's just weird that I see a lot of most of Platinum games are particularly just Nintendo. They have I know they have a relationship with them, so I must, I assumed at the time that they were. No, they're just just they got their own. They're working on. Plus, you know, one of my favorites of all time, uh, near Automata. Platinum was that combat is so sexy, and that's everywhere except for the Switch. Yeah. They yeah. need to they need to make more of their games for. Well, they are publishing their own games. They have they have um they went into I forget the correct word a partnership with Tencent now. Tencent is funding. Oh them. yeah, the Ch- yeah Chinese company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so. And they did stay last year. They wanted to self-publish their own game, so. That's good for them. Expect to see some big things from them in the future. Some people may not like it because Tencent. Right. But um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. I think this is one of our longest podcasts. And um, almost 10. I need to take my ass to bait. I got to go in the morning. So my final thoughts is I hate being sick. I wish this on nobody. I want my voice to come back. And um, Next Generation Wars are going to be interesting. I agree with, with uh, Mike Yaba. I likely will not pick up an Xbox Series Xbox Series X. You know me, I'll say one thing, but if the finances are right, I'll pick it up. Um, but I definitely will be picking up PlayStation 5 just because I have a kick-ass gaming PC, and I want to see what Sony's doing. Hmm. And Nintendo, please don't come out with 4K console because I need to have to sell my other stuff. Switch. Uh, don't S- do that. S4K. That's the new system. S4K. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. All right, Thanks. I'm out. Go ahead. Uh you got it, Rob? I'll, I'll go for it. I mean, it. my my final thoughts are I'm not going to buy an Xbox, but that's my personal preference, and I'm going to do that out of convenience because I have a PC, and if there turns out to be exclusives on, on the PlayStation platform, then I'm probably going to buy it because I lucked out the first time with the PS4, and I enjoyed that, so if they, if they do it a second time around, then I'm going to go to the PlayStation. And don't get me wrong, there's stuff on the Switch that I like. I, I like Smash. I like Breath of the Wild, so I bought my Switch for that. You know, if Xbox comes out next uh, next year and, and gives us a whole bunch of stuff that I like, then I might consider buying an Xbox. But the thing is, is it all goes to Game Pass, so I might not have to. Right. And my final thoughts are, um, I'll buy a console when it gets a little bit cheaper. I'm enjoying what I have now. And please, people, if you haven't already, play Slate Aspire. It's a good card-like rogue game on Steam and on consoles now. Slate Aspire for you. Oh, All also, right, sorry, sorry Carl, ahead. I didn't, I didn't play Resident Evil Two yet. I will, sorry, I will by next show. By next show, I absolutely will. But I did not. Sorry. We're gonna hold you to that. We're like, Rob, okay. have you played right. it? No. Yeah. All right, you can go play it now. I'll do it. All right, folks, thank you for stopping by for this episode of Spectator Mode Podcast. As always, you can find us on Spotify.com. Wow, goodbye voice. Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Audioboom.com, Kyrie FM, which are not hosting our podcast, so great for them. Um, because we're a good bunch of people. Um, YouTube, Twitch, and wherever else podcasts are. And um, I'm going to go to bed now. So thank you, everybody, for stopping by. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Rob. Carl, you should have been here, but you're working now, so... Look forward to another fun-filled conversation next week. Yep. Hopefully you guys will keep me on. Yeah, man. Definitely. All right, folks. We out of here. Take it easy.